testies, testies. Can you hear us okay? Yeah, get that mic like all up in your shit. How do I sound? Do I need headphones and a mic? Uh, no. Snazzy intro, snazzy intro, snazzy intro. All right, hello and welcome to today's episode of Classic Cinema Talk. Now, uh, a little while back, I reached out to a few people and uh, to see about wanting to be potential guests on the podcast. And the day that I did it, something very interesting happened. Uh, our guest on today's show, uh, when I when I said, you know, you have a little bit to think about the movie that you want, came back almost instantaneously, said, did not need any time to think. Uh, I want to do Empire. Oh, okay. Well, we're not doing TV shows. No. <laughs> he knew exactly what I was talking about. He wanted to do Empire Strikes Back. And no lie, 10 minutes later, uh, our last guest on the last podcast, uh, Joe Rossi, said he would really be... I uh, love to come on the show and he wanted to do Star Wars. So today's guest is how this all came about this trilogy that we're in the m- kind of middle of, I guess now. Um, and uh, so uh, today's guest is uh, Mr. David Bradley. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's, it's an honor to be here. Oh, oh thank you. Hey, it's an honor to have you. Mm-hmm. Uh First of all, how did it come into your life? Like, how did you, how did this movie first find you? Um, well, so, I mean, obviously Star Wars, huge, like, game changer. I'm 45. I was born in 72. Star Wars came out in 77. And mm-hmm. my parents uh, did not want to take me to see it. But <laughs> um, I pushed and I pushed and I pushed and we got to see it. And I remember seeing it actually in San Bernardino. Okay. At, in, in the Inland Center Inland Theater. Center 5. Well, no, this is what it's. Where's the old? Where's Target now? Off of like Fifth and oh, like in uh, in San Bernardino. Yeah, yeah, near the Orange. Show. Oh, okay, yes, yes, uh, like yes. hospitality. Like, um, no, that would be that would be Orange Show Road. Anymore, it's like a yeah. It's a there's a bowling alley there. No, it's like a it was a stereo store. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. now yeah, it, it was like it almost looked like a cinemascope type uh, theater. Yeah, it, it was. My parents took me as a surprise for getting good grades. Nice. Yeah. No warning. Just, hey, we're not going out or we're going out tonight. And next thing I know, we're pulling into the theater and I'm just freaking the. See, and, and, and kids, really good grades are their own reward. So this was just a cherry on the, uh, on the right. top there. Right, right, right. So, uh, but the, 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 that, that was a movie that captured every piece of my imagination the entire way and i got my parents also gave me the a cassette tape of star wars that i used to listen to every like the narration of the film and they'd have cuts of the audio out of it and it was like a shorter compressed version the whole movie in like 45 minutes you know these two 22 minute side a side b right and side a would end with falcon getting sucked into the death star and then side b started with him trying to escape Nice. And I listened to that thing nice. every night when I went to sleep as a kid. And so Empire Strikes Back was just like I was drooling for it, ready to, to just when it came out. And I remember seeing it in the theater, uh, also in San Bernardino. And it's just it's it's magic. And, and that and that came out in 80. So you yeah. would have been eight. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So like I mean, so you had three years of uh, 
of of starting this legacy. And now, okay, uh, one thing we got into on the last one, and uh, you're kind of a perfect candidate. When Star Wars ended, and you had that, and you left the theater after seeing A New Hope or Episode Four, however you want to say. Um, did you know at all that there would be a sequel, much less a, trilo- a trilogy? Because like that ends, they get their medals and they they like don't hint towards another story. And right. and um, we were all saying like because we it was only I was only two when it came. Uh, I said well, th- but yeah, like two. Uh, so I saw Empire first, and then went back and and caught Star Wars afterwards um so like did you did you know that it was gonna that there was even a sequel on its way uh no what i remember very vividly though was the deep deep desire for more yeah okay so like so for whoever's listening to this now there there was like if you're not in your 40s or a little bit younger or older like you know you're not going to get this because you grew up with knowing all kinds of stuff that you didn't know when Star Wars happened, right? You literally thought that Darth Vader killed Luke's father. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At the end of that movie. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. And, and there's no, uh, you know, at this time also, kids, there's no internet. So, like, there's no uh, theories going around. Like, you had maybe theories with your friends. You had theories with, like, there was no internet to even talk to people. Like, you know, uh if unless you knew them, unless they were in your circle of friends, you know, there's no one to talk about this stuff with either. And you would never right. know like Hollywood insider tips unless you got like certain magazines or whatever of the day that there was even a sequel like to be had, you know. But I do remember when we found out that there's another one coming, you know, freaking out big time. Yeah. You know, so, I had actors, I had like Star Wars was a huge, huge impact on my childhood. So to just take all of that magic that was Star Wars and then go into Empire, and if you look at like some of the uh, interviews with Lucas and him talking about it, initially when that Empire came out, he he was really disappointed with it. He thought it was the worst of the three. <laughs> yeah. Until he realized right how mad how like amazing that movie was, and that it's a middle, it's a middle piece. It's like Act Two of a three act play. Yeah. Yeah. In that middle. That's where all the shit hits the fan. That's where like everything goes wrong. It totally collapses. And I remember as a kid watching this all go down and being like horrified, like literal anxiety, fear from the, from the moment the, on hot Luke gets hit with the panther or whatever, or not the panther, but the abominable snowman hits yeah, him. Taken out. Taken. And from that moment to the rest of the film, white knuckles, edge of my seat, freaking out. Okay, so and now where did you see it? Like when you for, when you first saw it, when it came, obviously you 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 had to go to the theater. Like you were accepting yeah. no substitute. No, so yeah, the, and I think so. This was you know even VHS really wasn't. Yeah, not yet. Still not yet. Yeah. Well, laserdisc. Uh, well, laserdisc, but you also had. You had to know somebody with Laserdisc. Like, right. I mean, we weren't affording no Laserdisc. I can tell you that. Like, Betamax. Like, Satellite TV was literally that giant 
freaking dish in somebody's backyard and you're like wow you must be rich yeah yeah, yeah. and if to change the channel you would you would you would find something on the guide but it would take like five minutes for the satellite to like rotate to the channel that you wanted so we're talking about like the only way to see a movie was at the theater unless it was being broadcast on tv right nice so for me, same theater, by the way, that I saw Star Wars in, which okay. was cool. Okay. Um, I remember uh, in that one, we sat in the middle, Star Wars, last row. Oh, okay. Yeah. Crazy how you remember stuff like that. But, well, um, if it's that important to your life and to your childhood, oh, yeah, man. I, I'm, I'm sure you remember vividly. Yeah. So I remember watching it in that theater, sitting in the middle. We were probably like, Middle of the actual theater, probably a little bit to the left. Okay. You know, and it was me and my mom and my dad. Nice. Nice. So, okay, so we already launched right into it. Uh, and, and so, yeah, uh, the, the like, basically after, you know, Death Star blows up, but that did not uh, kill the Empire. They're still hunting all the rebels, push them to this remote uh, ice planet of Hoth. Where uh, uh, they, the last thing of the scroll says that they sent uh, Vader sent droids out uh, to scour the galaxy, and like if you're paying attention, you see that, and then the first thing you see is something hit. Uh, you figure that's probably what it is. Um, Luke sees it, and before he can, so he checks in. That's the last thing he says. He's gonna go check it out. Gets hit by the uh, the snowman. Uh, just taking out huge claws. Uh, we go, like, you know, he's knocked out. We go back to the uh, base where Han's like, I'm out of here. And Leia's like, fine, go. He's like, yeah, I'm gone. Like he's out of here again like, for like the second time. Yeah. He's like, no, tell me why you want me to stay. Well, they need you. Nah, not nah, them. Nah, that's not good yeah, enough. Not, that's not good enough. He's like, not them, <laughs> not them. He, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> And uh, and so yeah, he's about to take off, and uh, I always thought this part, uh, same as I said in the Star Wars, is like uh, you know these are rebels, so they're kind of got supplies limited. But every time you see Han when he's about to take off, he's like loading like boxes and stuff, <laughs> like boxes of supplies. Like yeah, you guys don't need this, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so he's like one more time, uh, you know, loading up. He's getting ready to go. C three PO comes up. And he's like, hey, Luke still hasn't uh, checked in. And uh, oh, he says, Princess Leia wants to know, you know, where Luke is. He's like, I don't know where Luke is. Well, yeah, nobody knows where Luke is. What? And so he grabs, you know, some extra. And he's <laughs> like, uh, you know, hey, Luke hasn't checked in. Well, he might have came in through the south door. He's like, go check it out. It's getting dark. Basically, nobody knows where he is. So Han goes to, to check him. Well, He's gone for so long that they're like about to like they can't. You gotta you know, close these they doors. Can no lock. Yeah, they so they close the doors to keep everybody else safe. Which was which which um by the way like um just uh, as 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 um like I'm not a huge huge Star Wars fan, but I'm a huge movie fan, and just cinema is concerned. Just right when they close the doors and you see like Chewie like scream. That yep. I was like, that is pretty dramatic. Like that, that was like heart wrenching when you see Chewie's like, and you can hear like the hurt um, in his voice um, and how scared he was. Yeah, because temperatures are dropping. Like, there's so much anxiety in this film. 
Yeah. Oh, it's definitely. Yeah, they they no, they, they don't let uh, the foot off the neck, as they say. Like no. they they give you very little reprise before they're back at you with something else to worry about. And that's the brilliance of like Han and Leia's banter, and that's also the timing. And this is like so I was watching it yesterday, and I really you know I was looking at the timing that nobody truly appreciates how brilliant of an actor Harrison Ford is, how tight his timing is, how truthful he is in the moment and how he doesn't like he doesn't have any like planned responses or reactions he just goes and so like the shit that he does with 3PO about putting his hand over his mouth <laughs> yeah. right? and like all that stuff it's just it's so it's, he's just such a natural person that it you actually take for granted mm. how freaking good he is he chooses words precisely when he says them and uh, like the character but the words are said by the actor with such uh, natural charisma that it is it is as though he's thinking it up and saying it like then you know what I, like it's I, not scripted right like, and I guess what every yeah, actor is trying to do. Let's, let's touch on this for a second though. There's like since we're on the Han Solo deal, like mm -hmm. the evolution of his character, right? Okay, so, okay. And let's go Star Wars where Han shot first. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We covered that in detail. Right. And so we also talk about the entire piece of that puzzle, like at the end of Star Wars, before he comes back and, and helps Luke with the Death Star. Yeah. There's that whole thing where Leia's like, hey, so you got your money, you're just leaving. And he's like, yeah, that's right. You're not out of here, man. So right. he's Loading got this supplies. Whole, right. Stealing shit. So he's got this whole like thing about, hey, I'm, a, I'm my own guy. I'm on my own thing. But we keep seeing him coming back to the goodness that's in him and, and helping his friends. Right? He's so being just, drawn back to the good side. Yeah, back to the light bail again right but then he the, he says you know they're like sir your hauntan or your tauntan will freeze before you reach the south mark he's like yeah my friend's out in it yeah mm. exactly well mm. it, it, to, to back up uh one more you know reveal of the character when he first goes in to say he's leaving he you know he's not even talking to leia he's talking to the commander you know saying hey you know i'm about to take off and the reason he gives isn't you know like i'm just i'm getting out of here the reason he gives the commander is that uh you know there's a price on his head and he's yeah. got to pay it off and he doesn't want like that you know you got the entire galaxy already looking for you. you don't need the mob looking for you too you know basic you know yeah. uh, he's his reasoning even though he's not saying it to her is you know is chivalrous in its uh intent you know. That's true. He's not helping anybody by being there because now not only are we attracting the empire, but now we got the hut. Right. Yeah. And yeah. and up to this point, they're just hanging out. You know, they're I mean, they're hiding, but they're not. You know, they're not going on attacks. They don't really need any of his services at the moment. You know? Right. Waiting for the heat to die down. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 And um, yeah, literally. So they go to a nice planet. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, so yeah, we go over across like bones, uh, of a giant discarded creature and um past luke who's like passed out and then before we see him the snowman gives a you know big old shriek and uh he uh you know he's feasting on something and uh and luke wakes up he has to uh he tries a couple times to get his lightsaber to free him because and i was I'm not gonna ask too many questions because you know there's some reason but i don't know how he got his feet into just frozen blocks up on the ceiling. Uh, I, mean, I assume that no man put him there. That the monster put him there. Yeah. So the monster knows how to 
Water bend. Yeah. It was, anyway, it doesn't matter. It's, it's but irrelevant isn't, to isn't, the story. Isn't the isn't the monster eating um, Luke's Hanton? Um, Probably. I mean, I would assume because that Luke was, that was the only other living thing he would have had. If we're talking about original screen. We don't see any of that. Yeah. See, okay, and that that was another thing. Other than when we're in Cloud City, not spoilers alert, but when you could definitely tell that something was different outside the windows. Like there was less in this movie that I could tell what was in the original version and what wasn't in the original version. Uh, so that chomping on that tauntaun leg or whatever it is wasn't in the original. So you didn't see him at okay. all. Like you didn't see any of. Too, but you don't see all of him. As far as I'm oh, concerned, okay. it could have been Bumble from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Ranger, uh, Reindeer, or it could have been mm. the abominable snowman that you see in Disneyland on the Matterhorn. You go by it so freaking fast. Yeah. Even... So like in the original version, you hear it, and then you hear the noise of things being eaten and crunching, and, and then when it's – and this is the whole thing about when you don't have the technology, you, you substitute mystery, and sometimes that's scarier. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You just know because in the first one you just see the arm, but you don't see the face. You don't see like the entrails hanging from his mouth, and he's you don't even see that. Huh. You just see like, his like this white giant gorilla hairy arm like walking past the camera, yeah. and so you just know he's coming, right? Yeah, okay. And you hear him, and but you don't know what he looks like until the very last scene when he finally gets his we got to talk about the force piece of that but like got it once he gets himself down frees himself hacks his arm off mm-hmm. which i thought was a great allegory back to star wars nice um there, you don't see it it's just it's all mysteries so like is and if we go back to being a kid you don't know what this thing looks like really until the very last second when he does cut his arm off and you see the arm and that's it and then he runs out of there so like um that piece that they added in I, I there's a couple like parts of it where like as a kid growing up and then you see him add the the thing in there you're like you know i kind of like the mystery hmm. yeah well it's the same it's the biggest problem i had with the add-in of job of the hut in the first one like already yeah. i've already you know we were like you're five minutes in and han's already mentioning uh job of the hut and the bounty that's on his head and like hey this real this this there's a scary motherfucker after you there's a scary motherfucker after me like you know yeah. and with like also by seeing him he seems smaller than he does in jedi like when we see him in star wars he just doesn't look as scary yeah he doesn't look scary at all you know uh and i don't know it it, like i i have big problems with almost every add-in and now that see yeah now that and just like you're saying it was all the mystery and now they're saying that yeah i would have rather like no. It had it had yeah. it had more suspense, you know. It had more of the Jaws factor. I think what I do uh, what I do recognize though is is there's a in that scene was that's the first moment outside or in the film where Luke does use the Force and reverts hmm. what little training he has, and it's this moment where he has to concentrate. Yeah, he instinctually nobody taught him how to do that. That. Kenobi never covered that. Hmm. Yeah. That, that. That wasn't in the class that he got. <laughs> <laughs> That's on on the job training. No, that was just like him, like literally using the force. And when you talk about how you know the force can control your actions, 
all the things that they talked about at Star Wars, they brought to this moment. And then Luke was able to figure that out with that. Right. Yeah. So he just was quiet and calm and in him, in his, in his moment where that is what he just knew that's what needed to happen right there and was able to make that happen on his own. And probably any other force sensitive being probably couldn't have figured that out hmm. on their own. But because of his Skywalker blood, I think that gave him the ability to do that. Oh, well, it, is, right. it is stronger in that family. And, and there's, there's, there's a huge life lesson in that. If we're going to, since we're going deep on that. Like, yeah, let's do it. To be able to, in the midst of all of this, whatever's going on in your life as a person, whatever shitstorm you're in, if you are able to just pause and literally just breathe through this moment, you have this amazing opportunity to challenge channel into that energy. And you can call it whatever you want. It could be the force. It could be anything. But this is exactly how Michael Jordan functions in the last you know six seconds of the game. Right. This is how a Navy SEAL sniper, like the most elite combat warrior on the planet, is able to take a shot. This is like these are the things that people at this high elite level are able to do just by stopping, focusing and centering in on where you are Hmm. to be in this moment. And so when you're able to do that, that enhances everything. So you look at acting because this is, you know, we're all theater people to some degree right so yeah like we talk a lot about that it's it about is the common thread so it's like you know you can if you should be able to take that into your the rest of your life and just when it's going nuts stop breathe and that the breath follows yeah yeah <laughs> like i actually do that when i when i'm directing like before i before i say action like sometimes i don't say action i get that from clint eastwood i tell all my actors breathe and then go when you're feeling it like that and that's how clint eastwood directs um he doesn't yell action because it's too tense he tells everybody just take a moment take a breath and then go when you're ready yeah and and it works for him uh he gets his saber he gets free and uh the moment he lands the beast is upon him and and yes much like uh obi-wan in uh in the scum and villainy cantina there (laughs) oh ben uh, kenobi yeah, old Ben Kenobi uh, takes off the arm. He takes off the arm, which so in 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 the first one, that's the that's the first uh, use of the lightsaber that we see. I mean, he turns it on before that, but the first time you see it doing something is cutting off the arm in the bar, and the first time you see it in this movie is cutting off an arm. I believe this. Just on a side note, humorously, have you seen the meme where Luke is like looking at the lightsaber and he literally like shoots his like. <laughs> no, goes like, he's looking at it from the like the the, the, the wrong end. end. <laughs> he turns it on and it goes like right through his eye and comes out the back of his head and Kenobi's sitting there going like, oh that was quick. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see. I haven't seen that. <laughs> I'll find no. it. It's hysterical. That's hilarious. Yeah, put it in the show notes or something. Yeah, that might be that might be even the thumbnail on Instagram. Yeah, I'm putting that on Instagram. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, and and uh, he doesn't stick around to see you know what happens next. Uh, he he runs outside uh, to get away, but it is just a uh, it's a, a literal frozen tundra. Um, there's just nothing but uh, snow and ice as far as the you can see. The, uh, you guys, <laughs> you guys can't see this, but this uh, meme is hilarious. You should. Only, can you take a screenshot? 
Um, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I can't take a screenshot, but he's gonna yeah. send it to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's hilarious. Kenobi we'll his, his response is, "Well, shit." <laughs> 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 he runs as about as far as he can in his weakened state as it is, and uh, and, collapse. and collapses. And as he collapses, he sees a vision of Obi Wan. <laughs> I love that. Darren. Darren finds <laughs> funny at this because point. no, because Luke is dying. Luke is sitting there. He needs help, and here comes his master. Here comes old Ben Kenobi, and he's like, "Luke, get up. I want you to do something for me." Okay, bye. <laughs> like, <laughs> Luke is sitting there dying, and I'm like, "He's not going. He's not going to help him out. He's not going to give him a word of advice." Said, get up. Get to Dagobah. <laughs> so I'm out. So you continue your training. Like basically, get your Fine get your weak Yoda. ass up. Fine Yoda. <laughs> yeah. Stop messing around. Stop, Stop playing. Stop making snow angels. Yeah. Well, you know, he he was kind of the drill sergeant. Yeah, he was he was stuck in the cave too long. He wasn't. He didn't come to mess around. <laughs> he didn't come. He's going to be to the point. He he's has tell no you. empathy whatsoever. Well, and he's, none. He's only going to tell you what you need to know. Right. 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 Like, and it's I up mean, to you to figure that out. If you're familiar with the Jedi Code, there is no emotion, only peace. And I am not familiar with the Jedi Code, but that makes sense now. Uh, and and he he collapses, but right about that time, luckily Han does discover him. Uh, Han's as soon as he, f- he gets to him, uh, Han's Tauntaun uh, just can't take it anymore. So uh, uh, he keels over, and uh, uh, Han uses the opportunity to use the warm body, cuts him open. With the lightsaber, so the second use, and by a person who doesn't believe, believe. yeah, uh, in in the religion. I don't know. I've I've heard that like you have to you have to be a Jedi of some kind to be able to even use the lightsaber. I don't I don't know. I don't get the debate on this particular point. He uses it. Know. It works. that you have to prove you're worthy to yield the lightsaber. It's got a button. Like you turn it on. <laughs> Uh, it's like Thor's hammer. You have to like in order to in order to pick it up to use right. it. It's not like that. It's got a button. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, that I, I feel the same way. So Let's do it. Oh, yeah, we'll yeah, edit yeah. that whole thing out. That makes sense. Oh. You know, it's interesting. A little movie trivia here. That technique that Han Solo does is actually a traditional Native American emergency move. So if you're, you know, a Sioux Indian and you're out and it's snowing, and you're going to die, you whack the horse, hmm. cut it open, get in there, because that's warm. Yeah. Uh, and the um, that movie, The Revenant, you guys yes, see that? Yeah, the, well, yes. that's what I was going to say. Is when he got raped by the was, bear? That was a remake, yeah. right, too. So the original might have come out before this came out? I don't know. Of- no, but, like, that's, a, that's not... Um, it's just, I just That was always a cool little thing, like, when I put those... Because when, when you see the movie, you're like... Hey, I know that trick. <laughs> what came first, the tauntaun or the bear? <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, this was a long time ago. They they do get back uh, uh, when they like the next day as Luke is healing uh, is when they discover whatever it was that Luke was going to look for that landed on the planet is now uh, moving. And uh, they they put uh, two and two together. Oh, no. Uh, he, he goes. What's that? Are we skipping over the the incestuous moment? No, uh, no. Go ahead. Not no. I I thought like uh, no. That's coming. That's coming. It's okay. It, it's All right. a, we well, we ain't gonna skip that over that. All right. 
Um, but uh, but Han, uh, like they 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 figure out something's moving. He's like, I'll take care of it. Chewie distracts him. Han blows it like you know he blows up this robot. Well, after that, they figure out that it is a uh, a, a droid sent uh, by the Empire to try to find the rebels. Which by blowing it up, they just uh, like send them. You know, and know exactly where is, they are. is that Han's uh, mo? Shoot first, ask questions later. Exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and he did the same thing in in New Hope when he when he shot the radio. Now, because you didn't know what to say. Yeah. Uh, everything's fine, fine here. here. Uh, How are I, you? I'm just going to shoot. Boring conversation anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah. So now, okay, the Empire knows where they are. It's time to get everybody out. So they, but, you know, they all go and check out Luke, see how he's doing. And uh, he's like, oh, well, we're all taken off. So, uh, you know, I'm out of here. And, uh. Yeah, I got and, a place to go, people to see. And that's, uh, you know, that's when she calls him a nerf herder. Uh, yeah, which that didn't upset him. That wasn't the part that upset him. No, uh, was it low life? Scruffy looking. Scruff, yeah, scruffy, yeah. Looking. So I'm not scruffy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, and I was, I was talking to Cash about this. I was like, nerf herder is that just like cow kipper, uh, cow tipper? Well, I think a nerf is like a sheep of some kind, or something like it something very docile probably that doesn't take much looking after and an idiot can do it oh because because she's a princess so she's so high and mighty and he's just a peasant right uh and uh man princess so leia so starts for boasting that. to luke you know ah, see see how much uh see how, see how much he wants me right to hit her pretty close to the mark to get her all riled up like that huh kid <laughs> <laughs> yes to which she responds by uh pushing past him to go to Luke who nobody knows yet that uh, this is very bad to do but uh, gives him a full-blown kiss uh, parted lips uh, not quite an open mouth kiss but uh, the lips are parted and it uh, it is it is not a uh, it's definitely not a family kiss which which I'm questioning I mean like even 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 they even if they don't know shouldn't that kiss like reveal like something is off? Back to like the future a, when he yeah back to, back to the future when he kissed his son mom something wasn't right yeah it's like kissing my brother which uh, okay so we can unpack that one when we get to it. <laughs> yeah all right when we talk about back to the future but in this shouldn't it be the same thing like when they kiss shouldn't there be something well odd? also I, I don't maybe for her but I don't think I don't think uh, Luke has been kissing many girls at all even at still all. something shouldn't. <laughs> No. I don't. I don't know if he has very much to gauge it up against. So they okay. They they have to evacuate all the, all the rebels that are there. They have uh, what seems like about three star ships that have to take off. Uh, so they have to distract. They have to sh uh, time the ion cannons as they're they're going. But there is, uh, you know, there's there's imperial starships outside but there's also a ground attack with uh adats which are uh giant four-legged assault vehicles that uh look somewhere between a cyborg giant dog and uh and a robot conveyance which is i guess what they were going for uh the um so they send out uh 
a small speeder uh, troop. Uh, these are again new uh, Rogue Two. Yes, the uh, and and like yeah, Rogue Two, which is new aircraft that we hadn't seen before. So we had seen X-wing fighters, Y-wing fighters, uh, Tie fighters, but we hadn't seen these yet. Uh, and uh, the, their blasters are cannot do anything to the armor on these giant adats. Uh, so they decide. This is where, if you've all seen Civil War from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, this is where Spider-Man gets his idea to take down uh, Ant-Man, but at that time he's Giant-Man. We won't get into that. It's a different movie. Uh, but, Same owner, though. What's that? Same owner, though, now. Yes, <laughs> very true. Uh, able to visit uh, both Spider-Man and uh, many of the... Uh, Star Wars characters at the same location. Uh, my daughter fell in love with Darth Vader, actually, and that's her boyfriend, and gets very upset. Uh, sorry, the side story. I will be very quick with this, but I was also watching it yesterday in preparation for this, and uh, I have to, I basically have to stop it until my daughter is out of the room because she cannot see, like in her mind, Darth Vader's just great. So she can't see him choking a bitch and uh, <laughs> she can't see him taking Luke's hand off and she can't like that stuff gets oh man was it uh, you don't want her to turn evil well, the one of the worst things she watched uh, um, the end of Rogue One where he goes in and he's flinging people like up again oh man that did more for Darth Vader the last like <laughs> the last like uh, minute of that movie holy crap now she's gonna be a bully but uh but well no no i didn't i didn't let that go on oh, yeah. <laughs> like it was just like not even free pausing it but actually she's like well my boyfriend can do this so can i and then she starts choking bitches anyway we're way off topic so since we're trivia on darth vader and his anger and that whole dark side of the force thing did you and this is we're totally getting off topic on empire but did you know that apparently his suit was designed to be uncomfortable. Really? No, I didn't. Yeah, it's like in one of the books where we get a little deeper into some of the, the lore uh, between um, Revenge of the Sith and Rogue One, where when they put him in that suit, like they've got this weird skin that's supposed to help the burns heal, but it also itches really, really okay. bad. And the shoulder pads that he wears are like 25 pounds each and like the the breathing apparatus keeps him alive but it's also feels like pins and needles going into him all the time and palpatine did that on purpose to keep him pissed off so that you could harness the dark side even more so like he doesn't sleep he barely rests that chamber that we're going to get to in a little bit is his only it's his uh, only reprieve yeah, that's it. Otherwise, and so like, no wonder at the end of Rogue One, he goes like freaking postal, and this is why he can choke a bitch, and this is why he doesn't wait. This is why being an admiral in the Empire is really the most dangerous job yeah. in the Galactic Empire. <clears throat> yeah, there's a very high turnover rate for that job. <laughs> that's got like that's got like a two week max on it. <laughs> So, yeah, so uh, Luke gets the idea that, uh, you know, there's no way we're getting through these with blasters. But if we can uh, let out the cable, 
which is perfect. These things have cables, which I guess if you're on a nice planet, you got to, you know, transport. You got to tow some shit. Yeah. You know, it makes sense. Makes sense. So here is the uh, is the uh, Star Wars universe's version of a Jeep Cherokee. Huh? Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Right, right. right. And uh, and they use it. They uh, they take two down that way. And then uh, one uh, Luke um, uh, cables up to right. He was able. He, uh, they take down his speed speeder. He has to jump out of it uh, right before it gets stepped on. So he cables up. He lightsabers a hole. Throws a grenade, cables off, boom! That one's down. There's one more left, and uh, how does that? You work? know how we were talking about the anxiety of the film. Yeah. So like that whole scene where, well, first of all, like when when Luke when they get when they take the first one down, Luke, his wingman or his backseat driver Dak, gets killed. So he can't even take the shot. He's got to get. Wedge to do it. Freaking Dak. And then Wedge has this, when Wedge's guy does it, he says, good shot, Jansen. (laughs) Right. Or literally, probably 15, if not 20 years later, and I would assume that if we were together now, playing some form of video game or doing anything, my best friend growing up, he lived next door to me, and he lived like down the street, Stephen DeYoung. Anytime we made a good shot, whether it was (laughs) or on a video game, or with a football. It did not matter. That line was set for years. That was just in... I thought, Jensen! See, and and me and and my friends, even my dad, our quote is Ghostbusters. Nice shooting, Tex. Right. (laughs) Years later, we still quote that. That you know, five years later, Ghostbusters came out. But then, and that's the that's the movie that you quote from. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like little lines that were like these randomized, like random lines that you would never like think would stick. But because you've seen it so many times, and then when you finally do get it on VHS, and then you watch it over and over <laughs> and over and over again, like those things pop out, and you just know. And there's going to be. As we get a little further into this thing, when we get to Bestman on this conversation, remind me to tell you about my Rocky Horror tribute at the re-release of Star of Empire in the theater, because that's hysterical. But okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Save that. So, like, but what is happening? Like, Luke's about to get stepped on. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We are like, as an audience, like, I just remember, like, literally, that that's a theme. The anxiety of this film is constantly pushing on you. They are missing death every single second. Like, well, yeah, I mean, already we saw, like, as they're going, like, it's, they, you know, they, they touch on, you know, lightly because everything is going so quickly and you don't have time to, like, you know, pause and, like, oh, man, that guy's dead. But when the guy gets hit, he's sitting right behind Luke, you know? It's like... Luke has escaped death three times and we're barely 15 minutes into this. Yes. <laughs> right. Like, the universe really got it in for that guy. The yeah. galaxy. <laughs> the galaxy. Yeah, this is a not a good week for him. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he's not even a hundred percent yet. <laughs> right. Um. And and so and uh, the uh, the empire is just bound and determined to uh, to blow the main power source, um, which looks very much like an oversized uh, radiator heater, like the indoor. Uh, it's a transformer. Um, and 
and they get it, but luckily most everybody is off. Now, all that destruction is going on outside. Inside, uh, rebels are trying to get uh, people evacuated. They get one, uh, one giant patrol ship. Now, this was what uh, one of the toys that I had uh, mm-hmm. growing up was the uh, the exit starship, where basically you just. I didn't have any uh, weapons on it. It was just for transportation. Yeah. Nice. So, but I had a lot of action figures. So it just a bus. Handy. Um, so, did you also take like styrofoam things and and turn it into like hot? Oh, uh, clever. No, and but I think because uh, only because for me, I had that. So the only thing I had of Hoth was getting off of it. Hoth little, I had like a little plastic Hoth where you had a Tauntaun, you had the little turret gun Mm -hmm. and that was all there, but it wasn't, it wasn't big enough. And so like I needed like Hoth. So I went and got like styrofoam containers and, and different little, anything that was styrofoam because it was white White, build my own like rebel base because styrofoam was cheap and replaceable. Anytime somebody bought something. Yeah. Like, styrofoam right? was there. Yeah. I, I blew that thing up countless times. I was- <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, so we, uh, we get everybody off the last, of course, Leia is the last to go. Han basically has to drag her. He's going to get her on the rebel ship, but boom, their passage gets cut off. Oh, surprise, surprise. How convenient. Leia's got to ride with Han again. How convenient. He's like, ah, you guys go. I'll get her off of the Falcon. <laughs> uh, so they run, they, they run around, and now it's a race because Darth Vader has reached the, uh, the actual base, and he's going. Now, uh, um, Luke is still out. Uh, in in his ship that is now down and stepped on, but he's still out. But they load R two D two, who has navigational properties, and this is kind of when you find that out. I mean, you saw him in uh, riding with Luke in the X wing fighter before, but you didn't really like. Maybe it was helping. You didn't know exactly why it was. What there, he but did. Yeah. Obviously, he has navigation because he takes the X wing to Luke. Uh, so he's gone, which is basically the only thing that Vader cares about at this point. Is he's just trying to find Skywalker. He doesn't even care that they're, you know, they're destroying the rebels. That's for the Empire. He is laser focused on finding Skywalker um, because he knows it's his kid. Well, I mean, but it, he didn't know at first. It, well, it had yeah, to take the Emperor had to had to people out on game. Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we're coming to that. We're coming to that. But. It's something for something is drawing him to Skywalker. He knows that. Maybe it's because he can tell he's a Jedi. Because I I know he felt something about that, like mm-hmm. when they were at the Death Star in the last movie. Um, but he, uh, but he's he's right. I mean, he's right on the heels of Han, Leia, Chewbacca, three PO, uh, all getting into the Falcon. Uh, there's again very similar like when they were taking off from um, Tatooine uh, you know they're shooting at them again as they're getting off they are able to you know get out and fucking hit them boosters and boom uh, so they they take off and 
as they take off, we go back over to Luke, who R2 is like telling him like, hey, 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 uh, everybody's going that way. Everybody's going that way. And he's like, nope, we're not going there. That's not what, that's we're going not to, what we're going to do. Right. We're, we, we're, going, we're not going to meet up with the others. We're going to Dagobah. Uh, because that is where uh, Obi Wan, training. yeah, Obi Wan told him to go find Yoda <laughs> at Dagobah, finish training. Yeah, like for, forget everybody else and what they doing. Yeah, so and that's what he's gonna do because that because you is, know those fools are stuck in an asteroid field. And yes, when we catch back up with them, uh, they are trying to outrun, but the, the like nothing's working right on the Falcon at the moment. So as they're and C three three is trying to tell them. He won't listen to him. He's been trying to tell him. For I wouldn't like listen to him either. Five minutes. That fool got an annoying and voice. And he's like trying to tell you that the hyperdrive <laughs> is disconnected. <laughs> I wish somebody uh, else would have told me that. Cause. So he's down there trying to fix it, and they get hit with something that is not a blaster. Yeah, it's it, a wrench, right? It is, in fact. <laughs> like we had, He had his tools up there. Oh, and, yeah. But see, and I mean, that's the little things about, about this particular movie and about a lot of things that I actually really do like. Like they get hit, the tools falls on him. <laughs> it's just right. like he can't get away from like yeah. <laughs> for something little like that, and then it brings like back. spares on his head, <laughs> right? And it, and it brings back to your your point on anxiety because this is like what three different storylines going on at the exact same time, and it's it's stressful each each time you go back to something like the audience does not get a break. Well, no. this is also speaking of that is like this is, I mean we we have it now with you know again touching on the the marvel movies where it's like a comic book that's how you know you would read a comic book you'd go from one page this is what these people are doing you know you would meanwhile uh you know you flip the page that's what these people are yeah so oh isn't that technically quote-unquote a pulp fiction uh yes i think that would be the technical uh form of a pulp fiction um but this, you know, uh, I don't think we realize it because I don't think comic books themselves were such a, uh, you know, um, in the zeitgeist as they are now because of the movies. But this was very much like you would read a comic book. You know, uh, I mean, you're, you're going from location to location to location. Even the bad guys get their time. You know, mm. you, you know so much about what Vader's doing. Except when they don't want you to know what Vader's doing, <laughs> but you don't need to know you, what you know because you're checking up on everybody, um, which is also like the best way to show that time has passed without showing time mm, passing. Passing, yeah. you know, um, and it adds tension and anxiety. Yeah, because because while you're showing this person's tense situation. You haven't really forgotten that, oh, these people are in a tense situation. Oh, this, these you people know? here, it gotten worse. You yeah. missed out. Yeah, and while <laughs> you're doing that, Vader's planning something even worse <laughs> over here. Um, but we, so we, uh, we, uh, Han decides to go into the asteroid field because they'd be crazy to follow. <laughs> so he does that, uh, figuring also that uh, if, he, if he could get lost, uh, the Imperial starships would go away and he would be able to just, you know, be scot-free. They stick around. They are not letting them go. Um, he, we, we leave them for a second while we see Luke, uh, crash onto Dagobah. Uh, it gets very foggy. He can't see anything. Boom. He's in a swamp. Uh, um, uh, R2, 
falls off the top into, and then he's got like a periscope, which proves in. that R two can't climb stairs, but or go downstairs. And that's and going back. I know, like we're gonna talk at some point about the prequels and stuff, but like the fact that they showed him flying in the prequels, because like he was a perfectly fine character, beloved, never flew, you know, and it was like situations like that. If you could fly, wouldn't you fly? Wouldn't you fly <laughs> over to like solid ground? But again, like anyway, anyway, and for another time. Ooh, usa, usa. Uh, yeah, yeah. Breathe. So, uh, but but he's there, and uh, like uh, he's like, damn. Okay, well, I guess you know, get everything off. We'll set up camp over here. Then we go to Vader, who uh, I believe this is the first time they're gonna go. Uh, they're gonna go tell him. Oh no! Okay, no. We go. We go back to Lu, uh, to Han, who's like, okay, I'm gonna get really close to one of these. And they're like, what? He's like, don't don't worry, don't worry. So he gets the last of them off his tail. Not yet. They hide in the asteroid first. They get closer when they come out. Right. No. 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 They like he's gonna get closer to the asteroid. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he goes through a canyon. He finds one very large one. Goes to the canyon. The last of the Tie Fighters are busted up, and we see him kind of pull like I, I know when I saw it first, I thought it was the coolest move that the Falcon did is to go like he comes through the canyon. Yeah, yeah that, that he goes up like up and he flips. and like does this flip like he goes straight down into the hole. Yeah, and dope. and uh, and so they're they're safe. It's all quiet. It's safe. He lands. They're going to do some repairs on the ship. Then, For me, you know, as, a, as a kid, that's one of the first times where you understood what it meant to be in the zone. Hmm. Oh, oh, yes. When the ship was like pulling maneuvers, he even says like, uh, I can outmaneuver them. Right. Is but, it, and he, told, he told Princess Leia, he goes, hey, you want to be around when I make a mistake? This could be it. But then even the music complements his his piloting right there. Right. He's like. Right there, that's where we're gonna go. Like he has so much certainty. Yeah. Like he just knows what he's gonna do, right? And so, like th that level of knowingness, it's very, very important. So, like for him to just go where he needs to go and do what he needs to do, and the way he flies and the way he moves through things, he's not even thinking. Yeah, it's like it's just natural. It's yeah, a, the yeah, that's that's just a for me. That's those are one of these things where you're like, okay. What does he got? Like, how do I do that? That's mm. something else. Like, you want to be in that place. Like, that's that's the zone. Like, when you're not thinking about what you're just doing, what you're doing. Right, and he doesn't want anything to interrupt him while he's in the zone. So he tells him, don't tell me the odds. Like, like he doesn't want any sort of interruption at all when he's right. when he's there. Well, yeah, you, it could be said that, like, in that moment, like, from the moment he decides that's what he's going to do, and he sees that hole it's the same as you know the first scene we were talking about with Luke when you know focusing everything you know he he knows what he he knows what he needs to do and he's looking at this trench he's about to to flip it 90 degrees come out of it rotate it dive i just said he's three steps ahead of himself you know like uh, Wayne Gretzky's got that great quote about you need to be where the fuck is going not where it is yes yes i've heard that many times yeah, right, right, right. you want to be where the puck is at, or where it's going where to it's be. Where it's going. Where it's going to be. Yeah. Where it is. Um, and uh, so, so now we go check in on Vader and uh, the latest uh, uh, promotion recipient, 
has to go tell them that they've lost the Millennium Falcon and all the TIE fighters that were following the Millennium Falcon um, in somewhere in the asteroid field. And this is when he goes in to tell him, and he's in. It's, so what what we see is if like uh, if you cut Pac Man right in half, no, like a, a jack o' lantern. So it's got like it's it's a it's a circle, it's a globe, sphere. There we go. It's a sphere uh, that is separating, and as it's separating, there's like grooves that interlock the top and the bottom. And uh, as it's opening, there's like steam. You get the, you get the sense that it's some kind of uh, um, hyper, like not a hyperbolic chamber, but like a, a um, deprivation chamber of some kind. Uh, the Lazarus Pit. Well, it's something like you know, uh, like we've seen, you know, when uh, people submerge themselves in water, uh, deprivation tank is. Basically, it's it's something that's uh, tuning everything else out, uh, and for whatever reason, for Darth like as upside down. Yes, <laughs> he's uh, he's he's in the in the get out scenario. <laughs> he's in um, upside down. Uh, but uh, like as we say, he um, it could be to um, uh, you know to refresh himself to 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 get some kind of rest, or it could be cleaning because it's, it's probably sweaty and funky in there. Um, it could also be uh, to focus. He's uh, at this point. He's he's trying to find. He's trying to get the Millennium Falcon because it's the only way he can get to Luke. Uh, and I always thought that possibly he was in there because it was a way to. If he's in there, he can focus more in in I like uh, Professor Xavier. So he opens it and he he talks to uh, his his uh, his number one there. Uh, it doesn't go well. Um, we we got another. The back of his head. He did what? Yes, we we what? we see that we see the back of the helmet going on for a split second. We get just a, a glimpse of the back of his head. If I'm yeah. So that that for me was always that. So obviously that's when I knew, or that's when we all knew that he couldn't live without that stuff. That wasn't just a costume or an outfit that he wore. That was like, hey, if he's not in that suit, he's not. It's not. It's not going to end well for him, so he needs that to survive. And so, for me, I always thought that once he's in that bubble or that ball, uh, that's his. That's his like fortress of solitude. That's his. Mm. No. Take his clothes off and like just yeah. Later, but then you also see well, he's got no hair, and so that I mean, but again, we don't know what happened. What happened? So like, if you if you keep staying in that place to where like, Hey, I don't, this is the first time we've seen any of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Like imagine what that does for somebody who is totally like, like into this movie and you're like, okay, what happened to that guy? Yeah. Yeah. There it's, there's very, uh, there's, uh, layers, layers and layers keep coming off, you know, like little by little. And yeah, it's and it and it is hard at this point to to look back and 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 look at it not knowing everything, you know that uh, even 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 without the prequels, knowing where it's going to end up after you see Jedi, you know, right? Uh, and and uh, even once you get to the end of this movie, where it it almost this is one of those uh, rare movies when like 
you know, the first time you you watch it, you almost want to watch it immediately afterwards, you know, for all little reveals once you get the the giant one. Um, yeah, I mean, if anybody that talks to me about like it's, it's very rare, but sometimes uh, you run into somebody that's never seen Star Wars, or there's the whole debate about like what order should you watch these movies in? Yeah, and I, I am a like very staunch, committed. You got to watch them in the order they were released. Yeah, oh, no, no, that makes I, sense. I uh, I will go a step further, um, and like you don't need to watch the prequels. <laughs> I I am not a fan. <laughs> Just have somebody sit down I, and tell you the prequels. Don't yeah, you, don't you can you. read the you can read the synopsis if you ask me. <laughs> like uh, what I like about the prequels in defense of those films is that you watch if you see Star Wars, you see Empire Strikes Back, and you see Return of the Jedi in that in that order, and then you're like, okay, how did all that happen? Yeah, which which for me that was that was my thing because like I didn't read any of the books. How did we get to that place? I love the fact that they did something to fill that in. I I, I okay. I didn't read any of the books, I, I, so I, it's like I have no idea any of the other stories. I'll give you I'll give you slight merit in that in that regard. Um, I'll, although I of of everything that's come out that expanded the universe, I think Rogue One is almost damn near perfect in that regard and like, see and this is where we differ that for a second though the whole even from from star wars a new hope what the hell are clone wars <laughs> well uh see now uh you the clone wars yeah i i was once a jedi knight the same as your father and like, what the fuck was that and no you didn't like what is that clone wars yeah right. Like you well, missed see, out on something. Well, and we we got into it in um in the, the, our last episode, um. And, but actually, I think that's going to come out in our special bonus episode talking about the expanded universe, which will be out after we do Jedi. I think is what we're shooting for. But uh, is that um, like the Clone Wars actually got expanded? Not just that movie, but there was like a, a Disney had a cartoon series, which I right. guess delves into all of the politics that so what joe was saying on on the last one he was talking about it he said like all the like all the politics that you get in like sith and uh and in some in, in clone wars as well <clears throat> like it the cartoon i believe what he was saying is it got into like the effects of what those laws were doing or like what the politics and what, anyway, it, it explained it a little better. Plus Darth Maul, who everybody's favorite. To, yeah. Everybody seems and, to love. Um, so, but, but um, um, to your guys's point, um, when I, when I said that at the beginning of the first of new hope is you're jumping into the middle of all this has already happened. That's why they have the the, the, the scroll. Like you, like we're, we're trying to catch you guys up. And so throughout the movie, you're hearing like Clone Wars, like oh my god. And it's like that's another thing that you that that you just missed out on that you're gonna that we're gonna have to catch you up on later. Yeah, to hear to hear Ben Kenobi talking about the Jedi were the guardians of peace and justice in the galaxy for hundreds of years, and you're like, holy. So how old is this thing, right? Mm. And, and where you're at here, like on us humans on earth and you're yeah. like okay we, we at this point like we we barely made it to the freaking moon yeah right 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 right, right. Yeah, we just launched the voyager crap like we are so not even remotely close to 
you know, light a, speed. a lightsaber or yeah. speed or a blaster or or just planet, planet hopping. Yeah, um, right. Like it's no big deal. Like they don't. Yeah, like so. Like the technology is so 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 far advanced, but it's a long time ago. <laughs> right. Like it just the, it's mind blowing. Yeah, there's like people can, you know, okay, on, on Lucas's creativity all they want, but there's a lot of genius beside behind what he did. He, okay, he now just, just to just to play uh, a bit of devil's advocate mm. on that note, like you know, it's good to know like this and that. Would you want a movie that shows whatever the golden light is going into the briefcase? Already, but see, I already know it's his, it's his soul. Okay, so but it's like, like I don't need I don't need a movie because I already know what it is. Okay, but if they if they were to give you that movie, because there's it it could be oh, on how he sold his soul and how the, and how his soul got taken out, like all that stuff into detail. Like, doesn't your doesn't your imagination suffice, right? Like, so when I hear Clone Wars, like if the movie, if the prequels knew it never came out, I hear Clone Wars. I am, I'm imagining like the Crusades, like the Empire definitely wants to take over or like a, a Hitler army of sorts. Right. Uh, that, the you know, hey, the, if you took that mindset with your wife, you wouldn't have kids, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's just not for everything. See, well, yeah, and with that, I don't like. I don't care how Marcellus Wallace lost his soul. Like, I kind of sort of really don't care. Only, only thing I'm focused on is them getting it back. Like, that's the only thing that I care about. So that I really don't care about. But how Vader became Vader, I actually really do care about that. I actually really want to see how he became Vader. We uh, we are now uh, back at Luke who uh, we catch him up at camp and uh, uh, as 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 he's uh you know just kind of finalizing his camp mm -hmm. uh, and, and as he's still whining yeah you know, he's, always, he's always whining about we're, something we're, 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 up, we're about to we're about to put to end to the whining uh, so um, this little this little creature comes out of nowhere big starts, starts rooting around and all this stuff. Uh, eating his food, fighting, um, uh, sorry, fighting R2D2, yep, hitting yep. him with the cane, hit him with his cane, <laughs> right? Like, how you gonna steal my lighter? Like, <laughs> you crackhead, uh, <laughs> you're just gonna steal my lighter. He, uh, and he's like, hey, you know, get out of my stuff. I'm looking for somebody. Oh, found somebody you have. Uh, and he's like, uh, you know, you, you you wouldn't even know who I'm looking for. I'm, uh, I'm. Uh, he's a great warrior. Oh, great warrior! I, uh, I know who you're looking for. He's like, really? Yeah, yeah. I'll take you to him. Like, come on. Well, no, but don't forget that line. This is like where the wisdom starts really permeating into film, though, because he says, "Wars not make one great." Yes. Oh. Yeah. I'm looking for a great warrior. Oh, yeah. Wars do not make men great. Yes. Yeah. And so, and if you know, once, like. Even from that point, it just makes sense. But when, if you know Yoda's backstory when you watch it a second time, which I don't. Well, from the three, from the prequels. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, I was like, go on, like, because uh, uh, once again, I didn't read the books. So if there's a whole backstory on Yoda and that female Yoda, let me know. Well, and and I believe he says he's somewhere around 800 years old. Uh, well, what? Well, that's once they go back to his house. 
Um, so he goes. They go back to for eight hundred years. He's what? He's been training warriors. Yes, he's been. Oh, so he's older than that. He's been training Jedi's for eight hundred years. Yes. So he's older than eight hundred years. Yes. Uh, Probably by a hundred or so, give give or take a give or take a century. But Uh, I mean, he's nine hundred when he dies. Oh, so he was a hundred. Oh, he was just a teenager. In Yoda years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wow. He's a so teenager training. He he tells him even uh, even Jedi's need to eat, um, and uh, so they go. And he uh, there's uh, one thing I did notice that is on uh, Dagobah. There is quite a bit. Of, there's a snakes everywhere. Yes. Every time Luke turns around, he's moving a snake off of something or out of the soup or like <laughs> he's constantly moving snakes, uh, which I like to see. Uh, also, with just the ease, he's just moving snakes. He's not like flinching or you know. He's he's uh, he's, which is just funny well, knowing well, that that's because Jones is so afraid of snakes. Yeah, but uh, I I believe that Luke is uh, afraid of spiders. If there's spiders, I'm sure he'll freak out. Interesting. Um. Uh, so uh, page of notes. The, um. This is when this is when Yoda like kind of drops that like he's like, oh yeah, you, uh, your dad he was also a lot like you. Uh, what? How do you know my? How do you know my father? And. Uh, like you know, right away Yoda just starts talking to Ben. He's just talking to Obi Wan. Just uh, like yeah, he has no patience. Yeah, he has no patience. He's too old. Uh, too much hate. Too much. He's got just a laundry list of reasons fear. why uh, he, he he shouldn't be training this kid. And uh, well, tr- kid, he's he's too old to start the training. And uh, well, he gets all up in, in in Luke's shit right there though. And there's another valuable like life lesson at that point where. It's about being in the now moment because Yoda talks about, you know, he says, uh, uh, many years have I watched this young man or this person, uh, adventure, excitement, a Jedi craves not these things, uh, never his mind on where he was, what he was doing, you know, and then he calls him reckless, you know, and so just from if you look at this, like, like it's funny, like for me. If you go to my Facebook page right now and you troll me hard, where I where it asks what my religion is, I put Jedi. There you go. So, yeah, so like, there, there's a lot to be said about this this now moment. We've talked about it already as being being in the now as an actor, but shit, that's like a life. That's the rest of your whole life. Like, um, where are you? Like, where's your brain? What are you focused on? Like, are you here? Are you with me now? Are you stuck in some moment from the past? Are you looking too far ahead as to where you need to be? And because you're not there already, you can't be at peace in this now moment. Like, if you want, like, here's your life lesson. Like, if you, you know, if what you think should be happening matches what is happening, then your life is good. But when what you think should be happening versus what is actually happening do not mix, then you're going to have an issue with that, and your life is not going to be good. Just leading to depression. You can't do anything about it. Yeah. Then, then you suffer. Yeah, yeah, that's that's depression. Okay, and so if you look at where Luke's at as a character and bring that into what like your own personal evolution as a as a person, like where are you? Where's your head? Where are you thinking? Are you stuck in some previous event or are you way too far ahead trying to figure out the way it should be versus looking at what is and, and deal dealing with that. with that? Definitely. Yeah. And then to add to that, right, 
Yoda then asks Kenobi, says, well, he finished what he begins. Yes. And I can't tell you how important, like, finishing what you start. Yeah. 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 If you're listening to me right now and you're on this podcast, wherever you are, if you have any self-esteem issues right now, go find something that you have not finished and fucking finish, finish it. it. I guarantee you, you will feel better about yourself. Anything that you start that you don't finish will whittle away at who you are, your self-esteem, your ability to feel good about yourself. It will literally eat you up. That is the dark side of the force, and it's coming for you. Finish what you start. Can't stress that enough. Huge life lesson for me. Look at what we're doing. Huh. You know what I mean? No, I mean, like this podcast. Like, look at, uh, I mean, it was probably four years I wanted to start a podcast, and I kept getting, like, hung up or whatever, but... This has been out. It's been on iTunes. We have yeah. a couple in the can. We have a couple out already. Like, and we're having fun. It feels good. <laughs> we're having a blast doing this shit. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So, uh, and and and, uh, Luke at this point is not picking up on it. Like he's like we we he's too frustrated. We have uh, you know um. Um, the benefit of of being a little further detached. He's in the. He is not being in the moment. Yeah. He just wants. He just wants to train and be the Jedi. He's he's figuring it's going to be like a boot camp, and uh, you know, yeah, you you want me to run and jump over a log, run and jump over a log, like. And and one of the things I like is the very end of this scene. Uh, Yoda asks him if he is. Uh, no, I don't. I don't know if he asks him if he's afraid, but he says that he he's not afraid. And oh yeah, Luke says you're not afraid. Uh, he goes, I'm not afraid, and Yoda's like, oh. yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I I believe he says uh, he says you you will be. Yeah, you will be. You you will be. Yeah, and it's the way he said it too. And and, and it's and it's because as as we'll find out in, in a moment too, uh, you know when there's the failure in the in the cave that. Uh, it's because what what Luke doesn't realize is that everything he's about to learn is already in him. Like there's there's nothing external that he needs to learn. Everything he needs to learn is is within him. He's just and to tap into that. That's the thing for anybody that is the scariest thing you can do is to confront yourself. Like we want to think no matter how good or bad our lives are that we're doing everything right and you know like uh any 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 uh anything bad is just bad luck and that you know uh it, it couldn't be because uh i ran the stop sign or couldn't be because i had a couple extra beers and then got behind this wheel that's that couldn't be it you know i'm living all right i'm doing okay you know uh, <laughs> it's not my but, fault yeah but but anyway like I, I i just don't think at this particular time that we know luke i don't think he is technically ready but He's no, but he's in a he's in a place of blame and excuse making at this point. Yes, he, yes. Um, Hence whining. So we uh, we we leave them, catch back up with uh, um, with Han and Leia, and they're repairing the ship. Leia's sitting in the cockpit, and uh, what looked to be like bats with suction cup, scary. Teeth, vajayas, <laughs> uh, suckers. I'm sure they have a name. Bat suckers. Why not? Um, Thank you. What? 
attached to the window, and and she, so she goes and gets the guy. She's like, "Hey, is, there's something out there." And uh, so they put on breathing apparatus, and they're out. It's a little foggy, and they're like, "Hey, this ground is is weird. A little moist. It's, yeah, it's, it's, like an asteroid. Yeah, yeah. It does, definitely doesn't. It doesn't feel like rock. Uh, Just an ass. <laughs> <laughs> and." Uh, <laughs> And, and yeah, and it's moist and it's hot. And the things just aren't adding up to like normal cave activity. Right. It's 98.2 degrees in here. And so he, uh, so Han blasts the ground floor, uh, which uh, causes the quote unquote cave A shimmer. In to, to shake violently, almost like an earthquake. So uh, they go up the, up the ramp. Uh, bring up the landing gear, and they fly out. Now, it's uh, it's point of view, so you're you're seeing that as we another exit this. Line, though. Hmm? No, another great Han Solo line, though. What's that? Leia's like, "Hey, those fighters are still out there," and he's like running past her. He goes, "No time to discuss this with a committee." <laughs> that's <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Not a committee. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> back and forth through the movie is just brilliant yeah, they're oh i'm sorry right before uh when they're when they're repairing the oh, ship yes. right before she goes uh they have this other back and forth she's trying to um to uh flip this switch and um and he's trying to help her be, you know uh looks like she needs a little more uh a little more elbow grease than what she got so he's trying to help and at every turn, he's like, you know, she's like, you know, I don't need your help. Uh, it's mostly not just to help her, but also be really close. And he's like, again, like, come on, back off it. You know, you don't have to act. It's just you and me. You know, you don't have to put on the charade. You know, you're into me. I know you're into me. Come on. And uh, and and uh, she's like, uh, you know, she protests a little bit. I don't think it's it's quite a. Uh, a, calls a scoundrel. Yeah, it, it, she does call him a scoundrel. Ooh, scoundrel. He likes it better than scruffy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's a more sexy word. <laughs> um, she doesn't protest that much. He's definitely not talking her into anything. Well, he wears her down. Uh, and uh, and the, and then they lip lock much uh, longer and uh, much stronger than the one between uh the brother and sister yeah we, we haven't got that yet but <laughs> yes and um and of course right in the middle of it c3p has to come in and just ruin the whole damn thing talking about as he hey, does yeah hey uh i went ahead and took care of this nobody cares what you <laughs> took care of uh and and as, as soon as han like turns to deal with c3po leia walks away uh, and then we come into this scene uh, with um, uh, finding out that they are not in uh, a regular cave. So back to as we're exiting uh, this cave, as we're in the, the long point tunnel, of view. there's a point of view from the cockpit. And you're looking at what appeared to stay. And I think Leia even says, like, yeah. those rocks are oh, moving. The cave collapsing. Yeah, the cave is collapsing. So the, you see these angled things going into each other. And still, on first viewing... Uh, you don't know exactly what's going on because you know you're you're told from somebody in the movie that the cave is collapsing, so you, you, you go with that. it. Yeah, Han says this is no cave. Yeah, yeah this is this is no this cave. This is no cave. 
and and that was a dun dun dun. That's when the audience was like, oh. So then you're then you pull out right right as it's going black from these uh, from the cave collapsing, and these angles are going. <clears throat> sorry, these angles are going interlocking. Boom! We come out to that original hole we see, and we see the Millennium Falcon pop out. And as it's popping out, there's a large, like what what appears to be a space worm, like a worm you'd see in an apple, and it just comes out and snaps at the very tail end. But the Falcon gets away, and our heroes are safe. There's a there's a really cool series of books called Coruscant Knights. That, I think I've heard. Yeah, they're, they're good. They're like it's like a film noir style writing that but set on the planet of Coruscant and uh one of which is a Jedi in hiding becomes a private detective. Ooh. Oh, that sounds it's, good. It's, yeah, it's fun. It's it's a lot of fun. How many how many um how, how long is the series? How many books is there? 3? Awesome. Yeah. I I read them a couple of years ago. They it was a lot of fun. Okay. Oh, I'm nice. down. I got to look those up. There's a, there's a good there's a good drop for y'all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um so uh so they decide they they uh, they float away with the trash and decide they're they know uh Vader says like search all the nearest uh stations that they might go to and when they start floating away with the trash they're looking up systems and they're and uh, Han says Lando the Lando system no 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 Lando Calrissian he's a guy uh you know we we used to be friends eh, used to be so uh, they go to Cloud City. Um, as they uh, as they land, it's it seems problematic right at first. Um, Lando's having a bit of fun with them, uh, makes him feel like he's unwanted. So they, uh, but for a reason. It, well, we don't know yet, but he probably was trying to dissuade him from landing as much as he could. Uh, but. Uh, but he is embraced and welcomed in, and everything seems okay for a moment. So we leave them and go back to Luke, who is in the middle of a training montage. Uh, he's running with Yoda on his back. He's flipping over logs. He's climbing uh, vines, and he's—I mean—he's just having himself a workout. Um, and they—they uh, they break and they pause, and uh, for you know for a moment, and Luke's. Uh, leaning against a tree, you know, he's got got some shorter breath, you know, uh, looks over and uh, sees a cave. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, there, There's there's a sound um, that, that alerts him over to the cave. Right. There's some more of that whole life lesson thing, though, where Yoda talks a lot about where they're trying to where Luke's trying to understand what the dark side is. Mm hmm. And Yoda talks about anger and fear and aggression and how easy they are to join you in a fight. But once you let that in, it dominates you. And then Luke asks, how do you know the difference? And Yoda responds with when you're, when you're calm and at peace and passive and that a Jedi uses the force for knowledge and defense, never for attack. Hmm. Ah, also so, the way of grasshopper. Yeah, right. Exactly. So like in the karate kid. And so yes. it's, it's that, that being established, that is when Luke senses this darkness of the cave. Like 
it's been there because they've been running around this little area. Like he's all, he's known it's there. So then he asks Yoda like, well, what's in there? And then the most poignant line ever, only what you take with you. Hmm. So it's like one of the things that we, you know, in, like in my company, I, I, I do a lot of sales training and, and my boss's name is Grant Cardone. And he's got this great quote about you know, somebody like wants to go somewhere else to find a better gig or the grass is always greener. You talk about that sort of stuff. And it's like the, the reality is wherever you go, you take you with you. So, you know, what Luke brings into that cave is what's inside him. Yeah. You know? and, and Wayne Dyer, who's a, a great philosopher and wonderful man he passed away a few years ago but like he does this really cool um analogy where he hands somebody in the audience an orange and it says he says well when you squeeze the orange what, what do you get and the person like well orange juice dummy is yeah so yeah, if i, I heard squeeze, this. if i squeeze you what am i gonna get what do i get yeah some somebody else was saying that um they're, they were saying um uh, you are like uh, whatever whatever is is pressure. When you put pressure on something and it comes out, that's you. So when you're under a lot of pressure, what comes out of you? Uh, under under pressure. Hey, pressure turns cold to diamonds, baby. Yeah, it can. Right, it should. It should. It should. So, but they got to be diamonds in you. Right, but you got to bring that. You take that with you. So wherever whatever you do, whatever you go into good or bad it's, it's what's inside you that's that's really going to manifest hmm. which and also like I was, I was saying before that that is and up up to this point uh he's just been you know training he uh he, ha he hasn't done anything going into this cave and bringing himself just like i was saying before is like this is the first time there's any stakes or any fear he doesn't know what's in there he doesn't know what's on the other side. Fear right? the unknown. But and then he also says you don't need to take your weapons with yeah. you. Yeah, like, so you don't need those. And he does anyway. Yeah. Yeah. He, like because he doesn't trust. Yeah. He it, it, which he, fear? That that's he, it right there. He's he afraid. He doesn't trust. He does. He just. No. Yeah. He doesn't trust himself. And he wants to hide behind his weapon because. And, and uh, and uh, like I was saying before, this is the scariest thing is confronting yourself. You know, and. Uh, he goes in and literally he, he manifests uh, what he feels is his enemy, which is Vader. But upon attacking him, uh, reveals only himself uh, in, 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 in taking off his head and, and killing what he, like I said, what he thinks is his enemy. Uh, it turns out to it reveals that it's only him that he is fighting against. You know, he's your your own worst enemy. But Yoda sees like Yoda can see like he has that vision, so he knows what just happened for him. That whole phrase like "use the force," mm. it's got to be one of the most taken for granted sayings out of the, out of the film. Like like overused so much that it is lost the what the, what the meaning actually like the. The, the the meaning of the word is lost because of repetition for me uh the force is probably the most easily to understand definitions of what god probably really is okay that I'm makes sense so no that makes sense so when you have this phrase use the force 
So what does the word use mean? Like, like it's just interesting. Like you, you want to like, there are words that we use every single day. Yeah. Like love you, like, like love. Look that word up in the dictionary. So I did like use, it means an act or practice of employing something, a method or a manner. Okay. So when you use the force and so then let's define the force. So Ben Kenobi defines it as, energy field created by all living things it's what gives the jedi his power there's all these like weirdness things about like who god is a lot of people just assume that it's it's this dude with with a white beard sitting in heaven and all that stuff and it's like why is that that's not even real like you have a table that your computer's on right yeah but if you take a an electron microscope and zoom in on that table it's mostly empty space. And the further you zoom, you're going to get to uh, a molecule. And that molecule or an atom has a nucleus, and then it has protons and electrons spinning around it. It looks a lot like a solar system. Yeah. And if you look at a cell in my body, it looks a lot like, like the same thing. thing. Right? So yeah. if, we, if we could keep on zooming out, most likely that is God. And what is keeping all of that together? Gravity. And so you're saying like the force is using all those little molecules, like everything that's connected, that that the Jedi's have control over that. They can tap into that and use everything around them. And they can communicate with that. And that takes a lot of training. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, there shouldn't be uh, levels. There's, uh, you shouldn't have to. Uh, no, I was going to go Scientology. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah, no, I saw, I I saw I exactly I where you're going. I withdraw the. I, saw, I withdraw the. I saw you're going. Here. They will shut this shit down. It 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 seems to me much easier to believe in something uh, connective within uh, within people and within the outer universe uh, outside of us and within us uh, much either easier than uh, one guy uh, that is. You know, I just find it easier, personally. It's a level of consciousness that are okay. So then Yoda goes on to say, "What? What? What does he say? Infinite beings are we, or luminous beings are we? Not this crude matter." Hmm. Yeah. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter, right? So he's he's going to touch on that in a little bit, but that that that's when we get to the place where he takes the ship out and moves it, right? Yeah, right. What's you know, once we've established the force being some kind of universal consciousness that we can all communicate with, then this, that's when the ship sinks deeper into the bog. And then Luke's like, ah, now we're fucked. And he like throws up his hand, you know, and he, he yeah, does that whole he thing. And then, and then what does Yoda do? He drops this other bomb, which is um, what is he, always with you. What cannot be done? Yes. Well, I mean, and right before that, he's he says too, because you know Luke's messing around, like you know, picking up rocks while he's doing a one handstand. But like, when it comes to the X-wing, he's he says like, "Well, it's too heavy, it's too big." Yeah. And Yoda's like, "Oh, oh, all about size, is it? It's all yeah. about size with you." Judge me by my size, do you? Yeah. Well, and, then he drops, and that's when he says, uh, um, "That right before he said, always with you, what cannot be done,' but he goes." It's only different in your mind. Right. Yeah. Only. Yeah. Yeah. And then he says, you must unlearn what you have learned. <laughs> the matrix. There is no spoon. Right. No. And well, okay. But so, but think about this in terms of this whole life lesson concept about, you know, unlearn what you have learned. What have you been taught? 
Yeah, you yeah. Know, and all, all, I feel like uh, in in the span in the realm of this conversation, like as we go through, like the things we're taught most in our life, it seems, is limitations. Yes, you're, you're taught your boundaries, and you're taught what you can't do. Yeah, like, and you'll right. get so much support for you you get more support for not trying something you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. than for trying something when you go to try something that's different that nobody else is doing you're going to get a lot of people saying like you know why are you doing it yeah, don't do this you're yeah. not you can't do but this but you say you say like yeah i tried that you know but uh i just it just i i, I couldn't get it done hey then that's that's okay man that's all yeah, right yeah all of society is hell bent on keeping us average yeah yeah okay and so what's beautiful about the jedi especially in the in the the original three is that because it can be anybody at that point right it could be anyone you're able to rise above and you have to push through you got to unlearn what you've learned right yeah so you got a college education you got your degree right and that was a huge thing for you you finished a film yeah. how many people told you that that's not something you're going to do, right? <laughs> that, dude, just get a job, man. Just get a communications degree. Go work in a radio station. Do your 9 to 5. Get your 401k. Get a nice fucking watch at the end. Right. 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 House, yeah. white picket fence, dog. Right. And then dot. Yeah. Meanwhile, back <laughs> in Cloud oh, City. So, but uh, don't, forget that, don't forget that there is no try. Or there is, do or yeah. try. There is no yeah, try. I quote that a lot. Bomb. Yeah. There is yeah. no try, only do. Yeah. yeah. Then when he moves that ship, he says, I don't believe it. And he goes, that's why you fail. Yeah. Not fail. This is why I, you fail. Yeah. This is why you fail. Yeah. So like, yeah. Fail, it's something you didn't believe. Yeah. And they, I mean, we, we have so many variations of that. Like these days, like there's been so many variations of that, you know, yeah. like you, 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 you know, if if uh, if you're too afraid to do it, you you fail. But like that's just yeah. another form of. If you hesitate, if you half-ass it, because you yeah. don't go into it full Harley. You brought up Scientology, and not to go down that road, but one of the biggest things that I appreciate about that religion is the, this concept that you are the cause for everything. It starts with you. Yeah. Nothing happens to you; it happens because of you, right? And so, mm -hmm. like, if you want to talk about that for a second it's like well what you know that that's a life lesson that yoda gives us as well there, there's no try there's only do you create your own reality yeah yeah you take it with you uh it, it's only it's all about the self like every, every every lesson that he's giving uh starts with you know yeah. starts with you that man in the mirror yeah uh but we do we do have to get back to han yes uh, so he uh, uh to 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 kind of jump to it um, this is about to get really bad yeah, yeah. uh so lando's like yeah yeah come over here we got some lunch prepared uh, come soon, this way yeah as soon as the doors open there's vader at the end of this long table uh on tries to pull his blaster well, which of course he just I was about takes to say, cause, uh, like don't like people get picked off one by one like don't see through um well, just, just gets taken away and then well he gets blasted by what we find out is a stormtrooper we don't know it at the time he's like what are you doing here and then gets blasted well, he must have not been wearing his helmet well no i think it was a stormtrooper i don't think it was right. vader that stormtrooper, i don't think he was wearing his helmet because normally when a stormtrooper talks you're 
Oh. Did we even hear it? Oh, yeah. We said, so what are you doing? Who are you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh. Yeah, that's and that's right. probably why the Stormtrooper actually hit him and not missed. <laughs> probably. Because his helmet was off. <laughs> probably. That, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> it, and um, it all makes sense. So, um, and I had actually had this action figure of uh, Chewbacca with the backpack uh, oh, and, C- yeah. and C-3PO That's fitting in the backpack. That you had to pay for. You could get just Chewie or you could get Chewie with 3PO. Yeah, mm. yeah. And I got, so, I had the full, I had the deluxe package on that one. Brian was Lucas to get the rights to that. Oh, genius. And and you could just take, uh, put together and take apart C-3PO all day long. Yeah, no, um, genius. Genius that he, that that was, he negotiated that. Um, right. And the studio's like, yeah, fuck it, take it. Right. It, they're like, they had no, no idea. idea. Yeah. Um, and we, uh, so yeah, um, they're, so basically they're captured. They, they separate them all. Uh, Chewie's in a cell where they have an alarm going off. They're torturing Han to try to figure out where Luke Skywalker is, even though Luke didn't tell anybody where he was going. So, which is good. I mean, which was good. Cause that way no one can hunt him down. Right. And with the empire and if Vader is on your ass, there is no good cop, bad cop. It is all bad cop. Uh, all yeah. Way. Oh Yeah. All the way straight down the line. Um, so they uh, uh, they you know, they reunite them because they they can't really get anything out of them. So uh, all three of them are back together: Leia, Han, and Chewie. Three uh, POs in the backpack. Um, and at at this point too is where we've kind of already talked about the scene, but basically the reason why he gets it out is because. Uh, Luke feels that Han and Leia are in trouble. trouble. He can sense yeah. it. He knows that they're in trouble, so he has to go to them. Uh, and at at this point, as he's getting ready to leave, you got Obi Wan telling him to stay. You got Yoda, Yoda saying, t- t- telling him to stay, stay. Yeah. and he just will not listen because he he feels that he is the only one that can save them. That if he doesn't go right now, they're gonna die, and he can't he can't live with that. So again. Once again, he is he, projecting into the future and worried. He about, didn't complete his training, right? And well, but he, for, he does word, promise that he will be back. The last thing Obi Wan says is, "Don't give in to hate." Yes. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To, now, yes. And when he says that, uh, is is he is he is he in yet? Well, I guess Obi Wan's in his head no matter what. Like, but uh, I almost feel like he's like no, he shouts it out, which is which I think is pretty funny for a ghost because he's like Luke, <laughs> like puts yeah, his hand. Yeah, like, don't give in to hate. And yeah, and he's in his head. He's like he's basically yeah. in his earpiece. <laughs> um, and then the other thing, I just I was looking at my notes. I didn't want to skip by this thing. What no, I want to get your guys' honest, deep, truthful opinion. If you could translate the word. Uh, so do you know the scene where when when three PO gets blown up, he yeah. sees a, another three PO unit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? And he says like, "Oh, hey, what's up?" You know, like there should be some kind of bond or something, right? And yeah, the thing and he that, says something and goes off. And, says, yeah. and then three PO goes, "How oh, rude! What do you think Ichuta means?" I I think it means something to the effect of "f off." Yeah. Uh, that's, that's what I was, that, that's what I, I was in, thinking. In, in in the moment, that's what I thought because it was such a uh, like he 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 barely paid him attention at that point too. He was just you know walking walking by and through. Yeah. Know, also, yeah. He I didn't think even F have off. to say anything to him. You know what I mean? So 
I don't think it was anything really derogatory. It was just like basically like like get out of my way. Well, it was derogatory because he said how rude. That's well, derogatory. I think he told him to go fuck himself. It yeah. Just, like, it's some a, unnatural act on a couch, perhaps. But <laughs> yeah, I de- I definitely agree with that. Yeah. It was something to that effect. <laughs> on a couch. That's that's very specific. That is very very specific. <laughs> um. So they. Uh, so Lando's like, sorry, 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 you know, and uh, and they, yeah, you know what? Too bad. They, and, were, they uh, were here before you got here. Yeah, they they showed up moments before you did, um, but they they take them right, and uh, and basically of all the uh, bounty hunters that we saw, the only one that he kind of singled out and was talking to was Boba Fett. I feel like I only knew Boba Fett's name because of the toy. Like because the the name was on the package, that's how I that's how I learned a lot of the names, but uh, because I don't know if it was ever even said, um, oh maybe it was oh the great Boba Fett I don't know, maybe it was added. Um, yeah, then, it's it's never it doesn't really come up in the film, which is interesting. Okay, that yeah, is interesting. I, I, I thought that like because I know like on the back of of the toys too, he always had like a grid of about you know, nine other action figures and the names. <laughs> I know I used to always look at those and like uh, try to figure out whose name because I didn't know anybody's name. So, but they, they, they take him into the, uh, into the freezing chamber basically. And he's like, I am going to freeze Luke Skywalker, but I want to make sure this thing works. Yeah, got tested so, out. And, and Boba Fett's like, hey, 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 I need him alive. And I, you know, I need him unharmed or, or job is not going to pay. And he's like, yeah, he'll be fine, and I'll reimburse you if he's not, you know. So, uh, so they're getting him all prepared, and here is what is arguably one of the uh, most known, if not the most quoted lines, uh, and one of my favorites of of the movie. So we've had this back and forth. We've had the kiss. We've had her try to make him jealous, and. Uh, you know, all the way down the line, she will just not come out and say how she feels, even after the kiss. But we, uh, you know, he's about to go into the, you know, to be frozen. His his future is definitely uncertain. Man, this, get to the point. <laughs> Stop building this up. She says, I love you. And he says, I know. Uh, it is perfect, uh, perfect delivery perfect line it's 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 yeah like like the way he said i know it he basically said i love you too he he will and all yeah that and like it's also like i know bitch this whole movie i've been (laughs) telling you that but see but telling you but but i I think but i think at that point i don't think he's snarky at that point i think at that point he thinks he's gonna die he thinks he's never gonna see her again so him saying i know I think that's actually him being like, "I love you too." You know the history of that. Go on. No, but that was that was improvised. <laughs> Makes sense. The script, the original script, says, "I love you too." Oh. There you go. And they they did the take three or four times, and Lawrence Kasdan was like, "Nah." I'm not feeling it. Yeah. And then finally, Harrison Ford said, "Let me try something." Um, as far as known to do that, so they they freeze him and they they take him off. Uh, now Lando's like trying to uh, 
appeal to Chewie and Leia, and Chewie's choking him out. Yeah, uh, but Darth, Darth Vader keeps changing shit up, too. Yeah, like, he keeps like, ripping him off. Yeah, he keeps, like, you know... Like, yeah, you said they could go, and yeah, well, now they can't leave. You right. Know. Now now we're taking Han, and now we're doing this, and now I'm taking Leah and the Wookiee, and, like, it just keeps getting... Like, he keeps changing stuff up, and then he keeps coming up to Lando. He's like, well, you think you're being treated unfairly? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. No, we're good. We're good. We're good. Anyway, it's, it's, um, but it keeps, like, at this point in the movie, like, I had talked about it earlier. Like, from the literally the moment that meteor hits hot, it's like anxiety. anxiety. Yeah. 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 And, it, and it, like, it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse and worse. Yeah, and well, and and right about now is when Luke shows up, and as an audience member, you're like, Luke's gonna save the day, yeah, right? Yeah. Right, right. We got well, yes. which and and uh, it, of course, as soon as he's there, now Vader can feel his presence. Uh, so they, you know, they he's sending out vibes. They they meet up as uh, as they're trying to. They go to try to rescue Han off of the transport right before he's leaving but don't get off in time Boba Fett takes off uh, with Han so at this point since we haven't seen Jabba we know that Han is going to Jabba like we yeah. know that he's being delivered so oh, now we- so now it's like oh shit like oh dude we actually he's actually going to meet the person that he's been yeah. avoiding two movies yeah <laughs> he's yeah, been he's- avoiding the zoo for two movies and he's about to go see this guy yeah. we might actually go see this guy it's like, oh man, yeah, yeah. more yeah. anxiety. The one thing we know about Han is that he cannot let Jabba catch him. <laughs> exactly. That's the one thing we know. And now he's about to be delivered on a silver platter, as it were. Yeah. Um, carbon platter. Carbon, <laughs> carbon platter. So we. Carbonite. We do uh, meet up. Uh, uh, Vader and Luke meet up. Very big battle. Uh, Force is with you, young Skywalker, but it, you are not. Jedi yet. Exactly. Yep. And he um, that. And we see, you know, we see Luke's training. Uh, he's able to jump out of the out of the uh, freezing pit, of the carbonite pit, um, right as Vader's about to turn it on. That was a little bit of a huh huh huh. huh? Just just as Vader's like turning to turn it on. Um, I learned something new yesterday too. By the way, what's uh, up? Han finds Bespin. He says he calls it. Uh, Tabana gas mine. And when Luke jumps out of the carbonite freezing chamber, mm-hmm. gets up in the top, Vader swipes at him with the lightsaber, he flips down and hits him with that gas. Yeah. Right? Yeah. In the that face. is Tibana gas. And Tibana gas in the Star Wars universe is used as a coolant for hyperdrives and blasters. Huh. Big know. blaster, not the guns. The ion blasters. Or, yeah. 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 Okay. So he gets blast. It's like basically like nitrogen. Yeah. Like, in oh, your okay. face. Dang. Which is why he goes ah. Getting all I like this. I like it. Um. So they have an epic battle. Our other heroes are getting away. We got to go back to the funny thing. Go for it. So do you remember when? So I guess it was like ninety eight, ninety nine when they re released the trilogy with yeah. the new add-ons. Right. Yes. As a kid. As I mentioned, I had this on VHS. I watched it over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. I had this movie memorized. So mm-hmm. 
I was also a big Rocky Horror goer at the time. So when Lando pushes a little button on his thing and wakes up the bald-headed guy with the yeah, earmuffs. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the earmuffs show up with the Cloud City dudes, the guards, to, like, <laughs> save them. And then they're pulling the uh, weapons away from the stormtroopers. Remember that scene? Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, they turn on them right there, yeah. So Lando then tells bald earmuff guy. <laughs> right. He gives, pays him a compliment, and I'll tell you what he said in a second. But what I had thought of for years, because I used to be a waiter very much into Rocky Horror, when this scene happened in the theater – packed theater in Riverside, California, I yell out, Hey, Lando, how do you like your steak? And he goes, well done. <laughs> got you, got you, got The you. timing, yeah. the timing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wonder if have anybody ever done that, though, like done Rocky Horror um, style with Star Wars. Yeah, with Star Wars. Not a bad idea. Not, not bad at all. We might actually do that. But the entire theater erupted in laughter. And- <laughs> of co- oh, well, of course. No, because that was good. No. So, um, and I'm sure, I'm sure because of that, people are now doing that. We, uh, you started something. Um, so we're 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 coming back and and forth. Um, and this this battle is is raging on between Vader and and Skywalker. Um, oh, and we we did miss. So right before all of this went down. The Emperor, uh, right when, sorry, to go all the way back to when they were um, hiding with the garbage, uh, the Emperor arrived, and that's when uh, he told Vader that that Skywalker was his son. Don't you feel it? And and Vader's like, that's impossible. And he's like, no, search yourself. You know it's true. Actually, actually, you actually, it's true. actually um, like me watching Star Wars for the first time, when he said he's Anakin's son, I still did not know Vader was Anakin. Oh. So when he said um, he's Anakin's son, yeah. and, and he was like, oh, impossible, I did not know who Anakin was. So, gotcha. yeah, so when the moment he was like, you know, you I'm your father, Luke. What'd you say? Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut over you, but like in the original version of Empire, the Emperor is not the Emperor. Right, yeah, he's... Um... They haven't cast Ian McDermott yet. It's It's just some random dude. And oh, in a cloak? Yeah, you can't really see him. And oh. it just says, there has been a great disturbance in the Force. We have a new enemy, Luke Skywalker. And they have that thing. And then Vader says, he'll join us or die. We don't have, we don't hear anything about Son of Skywalker. It's son of a up. bitch. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. So, but, okay. So in the midst of this fight, uh, uh, again, we're seeing Skywalker's training. Uh, he's doing flips. He's climbing, uh, cables like he climbed vines uh but we also see uh much like um yoda pulling out the the x-wing fighter that uh vader in the midst of them fighting is hurling things at him yeah. like, you know, uh big you know big heavy pieces of the room basically um and uh uh you know skywalker's trying to do his best uh, they, they, uh, you know how traumatizing that is for a kid. They split levels when, when, when your hero's being, yeah, being bullied. It, yeah. I'm like eight, nine years old and I'm watching like, it's that whole, what we were just talking about earlier about how, like, like when what you think should be happening is not happening and there's nothing you can do about it. Like 
you're suffering in this moment as an audience member. You're like, man, this is so funny. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're basically they, Luke. Yeah. At, this, at this point, you it's real evident that there there is like no way that Luke is going to win in, in a straight fight with Vader. Like he is out, he's out mm. out muscled, out Jedi, out forced, all the way around. Um, <laughs> and and uh and so the 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 battle wages out to this bridge and uh in the midst of fighting uh Vader takes you know the first uh the first point goes to him in uh, removing Luke's hand. Uh, he cuts his hand right off. Luke and, nailed him in the shoulder, though, right before that happened. Yeah, like he tapped well, him. Yeah, yeah. He 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 definitely grazed him in his twenty-five pound uh, shoulder pad. And um, <laughs> as he, uh, um, you know, he he so he cuts off his hand, and Vader's like takes the opportunity to basically say, "Well, now that I got your attention." Check this out. <laughs> right, 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 right. Like, like now that I'm, I'm gonna tear you limb from limb. Yeah, you, you know, you, you really need to join the dark side. Yeah, and he's like, or no, I, I can kill you easily. I won't, I won't join the dark side. Uh, you joined the dark side and you killed my father. And he's like, well, actually, technically, uh, <laughs> about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a slight correction I need uh, there. And he says, like, you know, he tells him, I'm your father. Uh, you know, join the dark side, join me, and together you and I, you know, we're going to rule the galaxy. We're gonna, I mean, I think he literally says, you and me will rule, rule the galaxy. The galaxy. And father and son. That's father and son. That's father and son. Yeah. And he's like, Aww. no, it's not true. I'll never join you. And, and he says, uh, search your feelings. You know it's true. And again, uh, talk about anxiety, because he, he's looking down, and, and really all you can see is darkness. Death. Like, he rather commit suicide. But, than... Exactly. But instead of, he know he knows, you know, if he knows nothing else, that joining the dark side is not the way to go. So he's yeah. not going to do that. Worse than death. Yes. Mm. So he, he... He chose death. Releases. and <laughs> He chose death. But I I feel that he had faith in that moment that, like... He wasn't going to die, that it wasn't going to go that way. But he, maybe he was just living in that moment. Maybe. Didn't see the future, didn't live in the past. He was just like, I'm going to live in this moment and take this. Well, it worked out for him because he hit a tube perfectly and uh, slid to the very bottom of Cloud City and uh, came out on what looks like an antenna. Yeah, he, they coughed him up on a. Um, and they lost uh, HBO that day. And again, uh, going back to the very. Uh, beginning of the movie he he's panicky his uh you know he's, his, his mind phantom, is racing his phantom limb is bothering him uh at the moment uh <laughs> he's stuck he doesn't know where he should be uh he he writes himself and he's holding on uh and again just like with the lightsaber he focuses yeah, he, he takes says, that breath he's like leah leia please hear me hear me hear me and she does and um luckily they they hadn't gotten the hyperdrive they were they just were fixing the hyperdrive so they weren't out of the area yeah they flipped the bitch they, yeah they come around uh lando goes out uh through the top gets him pulls him in they fix his hand wrap him up in a blanket and for a moment it's it's 
dismal, but there's hope. Well, you can take a breath. Yeah. Like the audience can can breathe. They're, they're gonna go find Han, and and we'll we, you know we'll go from there. It's right. basically the attitude at the moment. Yeah, and they're gonna come back with vengeance. <laughs>